We nursed it, bad gorillas Feed us like Gantee, they gon' kill us Fleeing, 90 in a night suit G and white dudes, hit the locks first We made a right truth Russian, Russian women via satellite are watching I dare niggas say you wanna battle me I crush it Even blind girls rush next to hammer And scream out, oh my gosh, get the camera Yo, we frozen, lay on About now, we a day on Ill niggas yelling, throw Rick and Ray on Hydro, how did I blow, how did I flow Did I glow, let the niggas know and the kid scores the fence I don't have to say a word and your bitch draws it drenched Didn't say I was gonna murder the fella But the ruler got some shit could stop a herd of gorillas Stress with Hollywood hoes Acting up, back it up what? It's sure what? Crawling in the cup, we leave major Gems on with Tim's brims on Trying to lay you up Laying in the day with what? Next pull up, CEO with bank books full up Even though it's over when this nigga Rolls Royce pull up One of the baddest come nodding to a Spanish song Soft orange Woolwich Parker and a Vanity Severe teaspoon, scary money on the moon Lamping with a big goon Keep shit tight like a kid's room Big bird in the driveway Pull it out Friday, I'm live with that way I ride only the flyway Olive green thinking, ship sinking Deep dish thinking, big fish tank Wrist full of plankton. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag Podcast Collaboration Company Show I'm your host J-Cat Morris with me Shaheen What's going on bro? Hey what's going on man? Not much man just doing a thing Sunday Just finished watching my Niners disappoint me for a ninth week in a row That seems to be the theme with you every every week dude Well yeah they're 0-9 so I mean <laughs> Yeah It's more their theme than mine I'm just along for the ride let me ask you, because I don't, I don't know shit about football, but why do you like them so much if they're so bad? Well, it's, they're not bad every year. I mean, we've won five fucking Super Bowls. <laughs> I don't know. I grew, I grew up a Niners fan. I'm definitely not going to jump off the ship just because we're having the worst year of our um, uh, franchise history. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, we actually, you know, we're on the upswing. I don't want to turn this into a football show, but we have some positive things going. We just got a new coach, a new general manager. I mean... They they pretty much stripped the shit down to the fucking down to the frame, you know, and, and starting to rebuild. So it's it's a rough ride, but yeah. Now, New Jersey doesn't have a football team, right? Well, they have the Giants and the Jets that claim to be in New York, but they actually play in New Jersey, which is ridiculous. So the, the two of them can go fuck themselves. All right, so that that explains all the Jersey people liking the Giants, then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They play always in see Dan Moff. Yeah. Yeah, I always see yeah. Moff and uh, like Louie and those guys obsessed over the Giants and the Jets and stuff, and I just, I never understood because I'm like, well, well, I guess Louie's from New York, but he's in Jersey now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well that makes that makes a little sense. Like I said, I don't know shit about football, so I don't know what's you know states even have football teams, but yeah, the only actual New York team is the Buffalo Bills. They actually play in the state of New York. 
That's but, insane. Yeah. So the, the Yankees and everybody, they don't play in New York? No, the Yankees are not. I mean, football. football-wise, okay. Yeah, football-wise. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, you know, obviously, you know, when they did WrestleMania and it was like New York and it's like it's actually in Jersey. I mean, you could at least give us fucking credit using the goddamn stadium. Yeah. Yeah. The Meadowlands are definitely in New Fuckers. Jersey. Uh, yeah. I was, I was there. Yeah. Fucking assholes. Well, there you go, man. It is, they say it's the armpit of the of the America, man. They don't want to give. Oh credit, yeah, it, it's all fun and games until people are wearing Giants jerseys and fucking hosting WrestleManias and fucking Super Bowls or you know whatever else. Yeah. So. So why aren't you a Giants fan or or a Jets fan? I don't like any local shit. Um, I was raised a Niner fan. Um, my grandma was a Niner fan, so I mean she raised me as a Niner fan. I always have been since the fucking eighties, and um, yeah, it's just how it always been and. I get more annoyed by local shit if you haven't noticed. Like when shit gets like really popular and everyone's screaming about it, it usually annoys me. So um, that's the same way with football, baseball, whatever. Like it, you know, you get a bunch of people just all gung ho about something. I usually get annoyed. So I hate local teams. Well, you would hate Philly, man. Philly, uh, they oh, love I, the Eagles. Oh, I despise the Eagles. I yeah. despise the Eagles. They're the best team in football right now, by the way. But I definitely despise the Eagles. Good for us, I guess. I wouldn't know, but I guess good for us. Yeah. If they win, though, they're going to fucking ruin Broad Street. They That happened with the Phillies, man. I mean, fucking Broad Street and Temple, they they ruined the whole city. Yeah. They won the World Series, and people fucking demolished the whole city. It's like, all right, well, what was the point? Aren't you supposed to be happy? You guys are fucking taking, like, you know, they literally took red lights down. Like, yeah. Well, what I'm hoping happens is um, they go to the Super Bowl and they meet Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And uh, they sent Andy Reid out of Philly because he just kept getting them to the playoffs. But they said he could never get it done and actually win the Super Bowl. So it would be pretty awesome for him to finally win the Super Bowl against the Eagles when they finally get there. That would be my ultimate win. Yeah. I don't think, though, the Eagles have won since, what, like the 60s or some shit? Yeah, uh, ever. I mean, I know they won some. Some Super Bowl. Not a Super Bowl. Seriously? I thought they won at least one. Is that a goddamn one? Jesus. Empty trophy case. Goddamn. Yeah, trophy case is vacant. Maybe maybe this year. They know how to spell the the name of the team, though, really well. That is true. That is true. Even shit face, they could pull out the letters of that fucking team. You think if DJ Hyde was an Eagles fan, he'd still spell it wrong at the shows? (laughs) No, it would say something completely different. Oh, shit. He'd be the only one in the crowd. (laughs) Or something. (laughs) Only person in the crowd that can't get it right. He'd be spelling bugles. Dude, he should snack food. He should never get a tattoo because, like, if he gets somebody's name, he'd probably misspell it. Just take it <laughs> yeah, bad times. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of DJ Hyde, obviously, uh, I had a fucking like hour and forty-five minute conversation with him. I know you yeah. listened to it. Uh, run, hey. run through the interview with me and and give me your thoughts on what he said. And well, overall, his, uh, I mean, my condolences, man, because I mean, you tried, and. uh Jesus Christ, man, he's such he's such an asshole. He just, I mean, he just talks in circles and like distracts you from the question you answered, and, and then really doesn't ever answer your question, but like puts himself over a bunch and then comes back to where he kind of cops to it, but doesn't. And it just you really get nowhere. And if you have you know a hundred questions to ask, you're gonna get through like twenty five of them. He'll start off like giving you long winded answers, but then also telling you I don't have a lot of time. So it's like w- what you do is you and you cut it down you got to give like twitter answers if you don't have a lot of fucking time you know x amount of characters like stop with the bullshit yeah 142 characters wrap it up dude that that's exactly what happened to me on the show because i would ask a question and like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes into the answer i'm like 
I have to like zoned out. So I'm like, dude, I don't even know what, the, what were we even talking yeah. about? I'm just like, so I don't even know if he answered the question. I can't like call him out in the middle because I'm kind of like half in and out because yeah. now he's talking about, you know, like the the bathrooms in the facility. I'm like, what? Dude, we're, we're talking about like why you're booking uh. yourself in Japan. Why are we talking about the bathrooms at the CZW Dojo? How do we get there? It's yeah. crazy. And I've done this before and it really feels like a chore when you're doing it. And it's like you have your shit, you have a task, you really want to go at it, you want to nail him with some fucking questions. And then he just starts going on and on. And like the first thing my mind does is goes like, I want this to be over. I just want this to be fucking over. So when he stops talking, like you don't you're not gonna challenge him on the same thing he just said because you have you have all this shit left to to do. You barely asked him a question. He never stopped talking. You just want it to end. If you say something back, then you're not even off that question yet. Like, it's fucked, man. Like, man, it's painful. It's really difficult to do. That's why, like, I listened to it and I was like, man, eventually I'm going to do another one of these. But I'm going to have to just – it's going to take a while to even recover from listening to that one to yeah. think to about it. Yeah. Dude, the thing is, like, off the air, I, I, I specifically asked him. I was like, DJ, dude, I, I know you like to rant and I know you like to talk a lot. Let's please try to keep this moving because I, I literally got 100 questions myself and I got 100 questions from other people. I, this is going to end up being seven hours and I, I don't want to be here for seven hours. Oh, no, no, dude, I actually got a call at 11. So, you know, I want to I'm going to run through these. And then, like, the first question, like, 15 minutes, I'm like, dude, yeah. All right. So, DJ, we got a ton to get into. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, dude. I know I talk a lot. Let's let's keep it moving. And then it's just like every answer just doesn't gets nowhere. Yeah, it just he just keeps shining his ass through the whole fucking interview. It's ridiculous, uh, you know. And the thing is, like, he starts putting himself over and saying, like, you know, DJ does this thing where, you know, you know, when like someone would say they have a girlfriend in high school, but like she's in another school and you'll never ever meet her, but she's really hot and they have sex all the time. Like that's what he does as far as his wrestling ability goes. He goes like. No, nah, man, people like love my matches. Like they put it over. They say like it's the best thing ever. But it's like, you know, it's only in Portugal, man. When I go to Portugal, they love me. But like it's never I mean, you guys wouldn't know. But like, believe me, like I'm so over. It's unbelievable. Like you'll never meet these people in your life. But like, he, I mean, they, they love me, man. Like they bring signs and shit. They bought all my shirts. Like it's like, dude, I, I'll just take your word for it. But like everyone I've met thinks you should blow. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you this, but like I've never met a person that said DJ Hyde had a good match. And like he keeps going back to that fucking Thumbtack Jack match. And the thing is, is that was all shock and awe. That's all that was, was Thumbtack Jack had syringes. Syringes weren't seen in the States before. It could have been any fucking just block of meat that he was sticking syringes through his cheeks and they would have popped for it. He was hitting a dude in the head with cinder blocks. That could have been any motherfucker on the planet. DJ's like, yeah, I had a great match with Slumtack Jack. You didn't have shit. You got stabbed with shit and hit with a cinder block, and people like that happening. That's not you having a great match. There's no psychology behind you getting smashed in your dumb head with a cinder block. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I mean, he's had, like, three enjoyable matches, and they're all because of just shock factor. I mean, Cage of Death, Tangled Web, and the one at Tournament of Which That's Cage of Death? The one that Tremont carried, and then he called him green afterwards? That one? Yeah, that one. No, that one's the only okay. one. Okay. Well, that's, that's shitty. Because that's like Tremont carried that entire fucking feud. Entire feud. He bumped his ass off. That dude's lucky to have a career after the bumps he took for DJ High. It was DJ all High. Tremont. It was all Tremont for both matches. And then he followed that by going on the fucking the RF video shoot interview and saying like, yeah, we had to demote Tremont because he was really green. Like I had Tommy Dreamer helping me book. And like he said too, like, yeah, like. 
you know, he's not ready yet. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? How could DJ Hyde call anyone on the planet green is beyond me. He's still doing it with Schlack. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's funny. Uh, we talked about that Tangled Web match because at the GCW show when I was sitting next to Tremont, like, I, I saw his arm for the first time, like, close up. You know, I never paid attention. But, uh, like, the, the few gashes that he had were, like, fucking deep. And you, I was like, dude, what match was that from? He's like, dude, all the bad ones are all from Tangled Web. He was like, all of them are from Tangled Web, you know? Yeah, I mean, that shit where the, they had some kind of board or something set up on the outside on, like, fucking two-by-fours and shit. When he took that bump down there, it looked like he hit the back of his head on some shit. It was like, oh, man, like, that that was scary as hell. That was not, like, a textbook bump. That He fell on all sorts of shit the wrong way. And, uh, I mean... I don't know. I just think DJ's got fucking nerve to turn around and call people green. And, you know, to call Schlack green, like, Schlack is super fucking over. He can cut some of the best promos on the fucking indies. He's got a fucking look that DJ Hyde will never accomplish. You know, he, he's got fans behind him and all this. When it comes down to deathmatch wrestlers, there's not a lot of, like, fucking Dean Malenko's within deathmatch wrestling. So I, I don't know that... You know, he needs to just be an amazing fucking Matt wrestler, super luchador in order to be accomplished or ready for deathmatch wrestling. Like, well, I don't I don't know exactly what he's looking for. And what's funny is, too, is is he he started putting over like, well, people put him in there with people like Michael Elgin. And, and uh, you know, th the way that he's going to get better is putting him in there with top talent. Like, wait, you're you're mentioning all the shit that other people are doing, not what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, he's wrestling the fucking dub boys in CZW, and he's wrestling fucking or, or, uh, Stockade, and then Jersey All Pro's booking him against Elgin. So it seems like Jersey All Pro is the ones who's trying to help him by booking him against better people. It just, he doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, or GCW, you know, them, they're putting right. him against Eddie Kingston, you know? Yeah, they're putting him against Kingston. They're the ones booking him against fucking Tremont one-on-ones. And, yeah. you know, and um, I mean, the people that he's been booked up against in one-on-ones, like top deathmatch guys. CCW had full ability to do that. They never pulled the trigger on Danny Havoc versus Schlack, and Danny Havoc's gone now. So they, they completely just decided that doesn't need to happen. Right. And uh, I think the only one-on-one -on -one match Schlack's had in CCW is the one against Masada. The rest are all tag teams. Mm -hmm. you know, which I think, I don't know, man. He keeps saying like he's not ready and like he doesn't want to rush him. It's like, dude, he's fucking, he's like forty years old. Like, what do you mean you don't want to rush him? You know what the other thing is? Is it, this is the same fucking guy that put that kid Kurt Robinson, who was like sixteen years old and best of the best, when everyone else was like, dude, he's not ready. Like, what, what the hell is this? Like, he's in best of the best. He's not even just on the card. Like, he's in best of the best. And he's like, no, dude, you don't know, you don't understand. He's going to be like the biggest star on the indies in two years. We're probably not even be able to book him. That's why we have to do what we have to do now. We have to pull the trigger while it's hot. And it's like, I don't think that dude even fucking wrestles anymore. Nah, like, he doesn't. If he does, I, yeah, I think he's done completely with the wrestling business. So that was a really good decision. That same best of the best, I believe, non-tournament, he put fucking Brittany Blake over fucking Tony Nese, who's in the WWE at the moment. Brittany Blake doesn't work for CZW anymore because she did Dave Chris move when he wasn't around. So she's like fucking blackballed from fucking CZW. But he felt that the right decision was to put her over, you know, 
Tony Nese because she was the wave of the future too. So he has no fucking idea what's good for the future or what's good for now. He he was the one that dropped the ball on AR Fox versus Rich Swan and fucking evolved it in their style battle before anybody else. Yeah, you know I mean, like he had the same fucking dudes walking around bumping into each other in the locker room for months and months and months and months, found no reason or way to pull the trigger on it. And then another company will just do it. He's a fucking idiot. And he makes excuses like he has no idea. Uh, no, no, you guys don't know all the ins and outs. And like, you don't know, like what happens backstage. Now, I know you dropped the ball backstage. I know Dave, Gabe Sapolsky walks around backstage handing out his fucking business card to your wrestler. That happens backstage. There's a lot of shit that happens backstage. It's not shit that you have control over, though. That's for fucking jerk. Yeah. I mean, what, what he wanted to do, he accomplished. You know, I feel like. And he's, he's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, in that interview? Yeah. He got, he, oh, yeah. He accomplished yeah. what he wanted to accomplish, was basically give the order that he came out and, and he gave an honest interview. Because I can't tell you, dozens of people messaged me saying, hey, man, I really enjoyed the interview. I thought DJ was being really honest. I'm like, oh, really? Dude? I'm like, I don't know. So, like... He kayfabed a lot of people. A lot of people thought it was like the most honest interview he's given. And he he took the hot seat and answered everything. And they have so much respect for DJ for doing that. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 all right. It's fucking crazy. So, it's absolutely fucking bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, anything else from, from the interview that you took away from this guy that you want to you wanna comment on? I'm trying to think, man. There was a bunch of shit that he said that it just fucking, I was like, oh, motherfucker, man. <laughs> like, what the kind of shit is that? Like, he just, he talks out his ass, and it, it's fucking crazy. Um, we found out that Jimmy Lloyd, apparently, uh, my guess was that he broke the light tubes. That he was making the bundle, I guess, for the... But, you know, that and then that's another just like point out how little control he has over his own fucking company. And then he acts like it's just cool. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I bought him like a whole box, man. I figured like they could do whatever they want with it. Like they could have built a, a log cabin, man. And I just was like, do what you want to do. And I said a bundle. And then I'm like, what are you doing, Jimmy? I'm building a bundle. Ha ha ha. Okay. And then I see it's like four tubes. I'm like, well, where's the bundle? It's like, w w dude, you're the one running the fucking show. That's not like funny fucking fan that happened to see some shit. And like, what are you doing, man? I'll oh, build in a bundle. And like, that's some shit like a fan interacts with a wrestler and then goes like, dude, I thought you were building a bundle. The yeah. one running the company goes, all right, just let me fucking see it when it's done. You know what I mean? I, I want to make sure this makes an impact. It's like a big fucking thing in our main event. I want to see them make a fucking impact. Not like, hey, man, I gave them green light with fucking 40 light tubes. They chose to use four, man. What can I do? Yeah. What can you do is you can run your fucking company. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, again, you're putting Joey Janela and, um, and the Feinstein kid in there. They're tremendous wrestlers. I'm not saying, like, those fucking guys should have went through a log cabin. It, again, like you said, they had a death match on that card. There's no reason why they shouldn't have just did light tubes in that fucking match. I, I don't think that they needed that in that feud. They could have had a chair shot that Penelope caused that, that did the turn. They wanted a big shock and all with light tubes, but they revealed light tubes were going to be allowed. So it didn't make any sense. And again, like, going like, yeah, man, I gave him a chance, like... 40 light tubes are four, and they picked four, so what can I do? I, I, okay, man. I, if if it's up to just chance and kind of roll of the dice or flip of the coin on whether the the wrestlers come through and do some wild shit, then, then you're not going to fucking be successful as far as wowing the fans because you gotta, you got to set out for fucking excellence. you got to set out there to, to really try to wow the fucking crowd that you're trying to draw into your building, I would think. But yeah. 
By the way, they said that uh, I'm, I'm a little low in the in the chat room. How am I sounding now? Just let me know so that I can uh, adjust it. But yeah, I mean, uh, he mentioned, um, I think, uh, Masada. I mean, that that's one thing I, I'll, I'll give him credit for. That makes sense if he took him off the show, if the dude had to fucking fly him out from, like, Mexico versus being in New York. You know, like, shit like that makes sense. But a lot of the stuff that he said is just ridiculous, man. Just uh, the the CKY dudes being the best guys in the world. And it's like, dude. And I, I told him, I was like, dude, half, 90% of your audience doesn't know who these guys are. Never seen them. How can you say no, they're the not. best in the world and nobody knows these guys? No, man. The company that they work in, they're the best in the world in that company. Like the fans that show up to the show that they work really love them. It's like, dude, what the fuck does that mean to me? Oh, and then like. Well, we didn't want to strip them because we figured maybe they'd be ready to go next month, and then they'd be ready to go the next month. Just strip them and fucking get over it. We're gonna have a meeting about. What do you need to have a meeting for? I don't even understand. They're they're not gonna be available for the next two three shows. Okay, fucking drop them and then have these guys get their first number one contender shot as soon as they're healthy. Fuck man, we never even lost the titles. Yeah, I mean it's it's easy enough. It's like a standard wrestling thing, like. You know, you strip a guy, and then when they're they're healthy, they immediately just get a shot because, like, we never even lost the titles. We didn't have a chance to defend what's ours, and da 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 da, da and here we are. And then fucking go with it there. If you want them to have the belts, give them to them then. Like, I don't understand where you're just going to keep holding out because – and it sounded like he doesn't want to offend the promotion he's trying to kiss the ass of. Progress. That, that he put the yeah he put the belts on them to kiss the ass of progress and now he doesn't want to offend them by stripping the belts off of them which i think would be like a very understandable business decision just like look you know we're gonna put the belts back on these guys when they can actually wrestle on our show it's not like a fuck these guys he's like oh well jonathan gresham is part of that group and it's like a big group and it's like dude jonathan how are you gonna explain that the fucking guy we used to work here that had nothing to do with the guys that we never met or part of the guys that we didn't meet group. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, it, stop it. This shit is retarded. Yeah. The obsession with progress is a little weird, man, because that's, that's where Jimmy Havoc's from, too. Yeah. And um, I guess he's he's got a working relationship with those guys that's eventually going to pan out. But it's it's just – it's kind of ridiculous, man. I just – I don't know what to say. He does this this wild, ridiculous shit where he just goes like, you don't understand. I'm not going to reveal all the business dealings of CZW. But then he pretty much gives you the blueprint to like, no, we're kissing our ass so we can fucking work there. Like, yeah. I mean, th- th- you don't need to know any technical nonsense. You see like um, DJ Hyde booked in fucking championship wrestling from California. Oh, fucking uh, Johnny Yuma's the fucking wired champion. Like, okay, I see the connection there. Uh, Peter Avalon is fucking on the card. Like, oh, okay, I, I see exactly what's happening. I mean, it it's happened a million times. John Wayne Murdoch got booked right after GJ finally got booked over there. I mean, it's just, that's kind of his blueprint. That's why I think that we're going to have some asshole from France that we never met in fucking, in best of the best, because he just went to France. Someone in France booked him, so he's going to be like, oh, I got you. The hottest talent in all of France is going to be in best of the best. And it's like, and he'll like go over Sammy Callahan first round or some shit that people don't want to see. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll probably just, get that. You'll probably not. get that. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about this real quick. He mentioned the venue. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck do you think they're going to do with this venue? Because I don't think they're going to make it the cage of death there. And I just I don't know what the future of CZW is, and 
I can tell you this right now, man. I don't think they. Well, I know they don't either. That's that's a fact. They don't either. Because mm-hmm. they're running out of buildings, and the buildings that they're going after is like Chuck E. Cheese places, and I just <laughs> I don't know why they're going after those kind of buildings. I just I don't know because Voorhees was the same shit, dude. Skate Zone was the same exact shit. Like Teeny Boppers. Why are you yeah. trying to run CZW next to Teeny Boppers? I don't get it. Yeah, that's that's the thing when um when they they went into this building the first thing you see is like oh it's the fucking ratatouille kids center you're like guys what the fuck are you doing like you're moving into like a fucking kids building oh it used to be called this and then they changed the sign to say kids on it like like they legitimately have gone in a direction to be more kid friendly than the building ever has been and then we're like well, we're going to be allowed to do whatever we want because it's a different section of the building and, like, doesn't fucking matter, bro. And it's like, okay. We go, like, a month in and they're like, yeah, they don't like the looks of us. <laughs> we're going to have to go. It's like, fucking, you saw that shit coming a mile away. Yeah. But DJ just didn't know. You don't know. You, you, you don't know. And, I mean, just like fucking uh, Deathmatch Russell. I know. I know. No, we know. <laughs> I, we know. Well, I know. I, I'm, I'm seeing know. him, man. I, I know. The only person that can get uh, fast answers out of DJ Hyde is, is David Russell. Yeah, DJ wants off of that show. That's a fact because he had a he had a, like a fifteen minute interview with him, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, that's what? That's, that's how can we make this happen?" You know? Yeah, he got like a yup out of DJ, yeah, which is that's correct. Fucking heard of? That's that is correct. Yeah, that was that was the first answer. Hey, DJ, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. DJ, how you doing? It's like, dude, I, <laughs> he covered that. I just went over how I'm doing. So CCW's running this weekend. That's correct. Excited, <laughs> right? Yep. Right, well, thanks for coming on the show. So CCW this weekend. But, um, yeah, there was a couple things I missed because, obviously, you know, he wanted to get off. And uh, this this dude, like, Phil Stamper, like, hit me up, you know, which I didn't yeah. know who the fuck this guy is until you told me who he is. It's pretty uh, much the same guy that blocked you off of the fucking yeah, apparently, apparently, page. Yeah, apparently that's I would that have told dude. that dude to fuck himself in the most offensive possible way and then told DJ on the air, hey, I just told your bitch boy to go fuck himself. So uh, if you want to just shoot him a text real quick so he stops hitting me up. Yeah, I guess I <laughs> guess know? that was the dude. I didn't I didn't know who the fuck he is. Yeah, um, I still don't know if he's dude. the one that blocked me. I, I don't know who that is. But uh, this guy like, hit me up. He well, was it was like, Nate Stein. It was his alter ego who, you know. Can't really wrestle, but he's got a wrestling name instead, just in case. Just in case there's a there's a booking available. <laughs> just in case that wasn't Phil, that was Nate. Fuck yeah, here. yeah. But he asked for uh, he asked for his boss back, and he put like a emoji, like a like a tongue emoji. <laughs> Dude, I would have just blocked him, <laughs> like just immediately fuck? fucking blocked. I would have said some shit to him though. Uh, I told him his boss likes to fucking talk a lot, man. I don't know what he wants from me. You know, I didn't even ask that many questions. I asked probably like ten questions. Ended up being long. Not my fault. But uh, all right, let's let's move on. Um, that's like some old like you know, a girlfriend calling her friend like yeah, t- send send her home, send <laughs> you know, send her home. Is she still there? Like yeah, tell her she has to come home. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Like why why is he hitting you up? Well, it's it. The weird thing is, it's it's more like uh, like you know, it's, like like if if my girl were, was to like, you know, if I'm at your house or some shit. And, like, you know, I'm staying too long. My girl, like, hits up your house. Like, yeah, so send my man back, you know. That's, like, that's kind of, like, the vibe that I got probably from probably hit you up. That's what I mean. That sounds fucking weird. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Like, did you call him? Because he's right there and he's got his phone. Well, the weird thing is it's at the dojo, so they're all present there. 
Yeah, he was like outside the window. You heard him several times in the interview go, I'm on the phone. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I know know at one point, like, Sammy came up and he, like, told him that he had to wait. And then I think the Phil dude came up towards the end. So, like, I don't know why they contacted me necessarily. Again, it's not really my job to get your balls off. It's, you know, you guys wrap it up, dude. (laughs) Don't ask me it. Fucking just, just weird shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, the whole shit was fucking crazy, man. Just oddballs. Uh, yeah, the hooligan thing. Uh, that was another thing. That's like, dude, I, I heard you took away spots from the match. No, not really. I mean, what we told him, do what you want. You know, it's like, yeah, that's not what anybody literally said. That had to, you know, that was there in the locker room. You know, those guys had a lot more spots. Well, we didn't have panes of glass for them. Yeah, I don't know if they wanted glass because like we didn't have glass and like we had tubes, but the the box of tubes was just for the Joey and uh, you know Feinstein kid match. And again, you know, forty tubes. I mean, they were that was their tubes. <laughs> All right, I don't know if they took them home with them like fucking party favors or <laughs> what they did. Those are just their tubes. So, okay. Yeah, Jimmy Lloyd probably stole like the rest of the box and took it to GCW. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Fucking, they could bring you know a couple doors over to the fucking training center. Right? Yes. Well, fuck these guys. Let's take these tubes. Yeah. Let's take them home. But uh, two a.m. death match. Yeah. We'll we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I pointed out to them like, dude, you should have gave Schlack and those guys the tubes. Why would you give it to Joey and and Feinstein? Like, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I probably should have gave those guys a tune. It's like, dude, well, what the fuck, man? You get a whole fucking quote-unquote booking committee, and you got, like, fans coming up, like, with better ideas than your fucking, like, head booker, Sammy Callahan. I, I don't, I just don't yeah. get it. This is common sense And it's stuff. like, hey, man, like, I, you know, I really think the Carnies just sucked. Well, you know, I mean, they didn't do what we needed them to do. Well, first off, you put them over in the match. Like, they won the fucking match. So let's let's start there. Did they actually with, win the match? I told you. Um, did they? Pretty sure they won the match. I thought Schlacken on one, maybe. Did they? I'm pretty sure. Go back and check, because I'm pretty sure they won the fucking match, which makes it a little fucking weirder when he's saying, like, yeah, like, you know, you really got to blow the roof off the place, and they did not do that. And yeah, they're um, not coming back, dude. They they won and they're not coming back. I, yeah, I bet they do. I bet they do. Because he even he even said, "Are they going to get another chance?" Well, that's something we'll have to talk about. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Pretty much said the hooligans aren't coming back because he's like, "Yeah, we tried that twice, and you know, just really not seeing, you know, the impact that I wanted out of them." But then the the carnies, he was like, "Well, we'll we'll be talking about that with my team, like yeah. you and Sammy and the fucking, <laughs> you know, come on, Stamper." Yeah, Stamper and fucking MLJ are going to talk about whether the fucking Carnies are going to come back. Come on. Yeah, yeah the who yeah, booked... don't see them. They were booked against the fucking OI4K to begin with, so that makes me believe that like they like those and vouch for them to begin with. Yeah, I mean, that, that I can see that. So, you know. Because I've never got... heard of these guys before. Honestly, I've, I have no idea who the Carnies are still. No clue. Me either. No mm-hmm. clue. And I, I watch other indies. Like, they're not from AEW. They're not, you know what I mean? Like, they're not doing some main indies that I don't know about. Like, where the fuck are nah. these guys wrestling? Maybe they're from Canada or something. I don't know, man. Maybe they do C4 or Smash Wrestling or, you know, whatever the fuck. ICW. Um, I don't know, man. Or is it ISW? Whatever the fuck. Mm. But, Maybe. Yeah, I have no, no clue. 
But uh, yeah, let's let's move on from from DJ Hyde. We'll see where they where they end up at as far as building wise. But again, I I like that building, man. I like the vibe of it. So it's fucked up that they're leaving already because they were so happy about. Oh, we found a home and they accept us for us and the sky is the limit for light tubes. And that's the thing that fucking just like really got under my skin is when they put out on their Twitter that the sky is the limit for light tubes and they use three. At the fucking debut show in the building. Yeah. It's like, dude, why not just fucking go all out? I thought that was ridiculous, too, because unless you're going to just cap that main event off on your first show with a 200 light tube match, bring it out as a surprise. Because it doesn't make any difference to, you know, to say that we're allowed light tubes unless you're going to do like huge big light tube thing and you're going to draw in and then give them what they want. You know, especially when you're you're looking to pull this angle that's supposed to be a big surprise and you're holding it off for Penelope to kind of turn and this and that. Well, then, then you make it a surprise and don't put on your fucking Twitter that, hey, light tubes are all good. Like, just just make it a thing. Yeah, make it a surprise on the show and then go out from there. If people say, hey, like, was that a one-time thing? Are you guys good with light tubes? And I'll be like, no, nah, we're good with light tubes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just use a little bit of common sense when it comes to – but again, common sense, social media, DJ high, those are fucking complete opposites. That shit does not go together. Yeah. He just like punches his keyboard. I'm I'm fucking pretty pretty confident that he just like punches his keyboard and whatever words happen. Yeah. He did admit that his uh, grammar is terrible, which I'm I'm glad he at least knows that cuz how is he not Jesus Christ, that? man. But um I don't know, man. I think I think he's really delusional with I don't know if he caught this, but I I couldn't stop from laughing. I I was I meant to mute myself not to be a dick, but I just I had to laugh in the background. He he literally said, "Oh, I know my fan base very well." You're insane. Yeah. Like, who, why, right. why even say that? Like, you, yeah. he's been on the show enough times to know, like, what kind of audience we have and, like, what kind of show it is. It's not like some shit, like, where nobody knows about CCW where you're, where you're like, you know, uh, we're not, like, in the Midwest where you're coming on here and, like, oh, it's, like, this is the product, you know, people love it. Check out our loyal fan base. It's like, dude, I go to the show. I know these people. You can't just say you know your fan base and they're happy when I, I'm there, you know? Yeah. The other move that he does and other wrestlers do in CCW that it's it's a super fucking passive aggressive bullshit cop out move is where they pretend like all I say or all you say or all anybody says is just says yeah they suck and we don't give any like we don't give any reasons we don't give any backup and they just start going yeah it's like it's one thing if you're gonna give constructive criticism I feel like that's what we do and that's I mean I may be harsh and I may be blunt. But I give reasons for why I've fucking, you know, gone back to what I've seen since 2001, what this was, what that was, what what it looks like compared to now. I give like a lot of examples and references to things that used to be. And like, it's it's not it's not just dude, a guy sucks like that's never been my my type of statement. And you can call it malicious because it's blunt or whatever the case is. But it's it's not what I do is just shit on things. Like I said, I went into that last show. Completely not big on um, what's that dude? Um, Brandon Kirk. Brandon Kirk, and I was putting him over the whole fucking the whole review. So why is that? If I just shit on things, my gut reaction is I don't like this kid. And when I went in, I saw he was doing impressive shit. He was working his ass off. His gimmick was working well. He seemed like he had a, you know fucking intensity behind him. So I said, you know, I I like what this fucking guy did. And then on top of that, to hear that, you know, even in DJ's interview, the one thing I did learn, you know, um, 
maybe one of the only things I learned was Brandon Kirk's busting his ass running around the building trying to help put shit together as the fucking, you know, as the setup happens. So he's not just another guy that's getting booked. He's a guy that wants to help make shit happen. So he, he's got passion overall for the, for a company, and, and he's a valuable dude to have in the locker room, especially if he's going to do everything he can, you know, match time too. So, you know, again, if I'm just the guy that shits on CZW, I don't know why I'd say any one of these things because I, I have no reason to put any of these guys over that I previously didn't really like or, or wasn't big on. So uh, it is what it is. People are going to reword it the way they want to hear it. Yeah. Um, what about uh, his his relationship with GCW? Because he wants to make it seem like, you know, liar. they're on, like, good terms and they plan out, you know, events around each other. And it's like, dude, that, that is not the case. Clearly, no. it's not the case. They just fucking opened up a school two doors <laughs> down from your dojo. Yeah. They're running TOS a week before TOD. You know, yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah, that's his thing. He, he goes, you know, I sat down with the AAW management and said, look, you know, next year you're not going to be booking any dates that are the same weekend as the, I guarantee fucking to you they run into the same dates next year. I guarantee we, you know, we hammered it out and said you could have Sammy this month. But, you know, we got to avoid this happening in the future because I need this guy. He's my booker. And it's like, and then the other date, oh, well, that was different. That was, that was, <laughs> that was something else. It's like, well, I mean, something else is going to happen. And it's, I sat down with them and then I sat down with the GCW management. Okay. You sat down with the GCW management. Okay. There you yeah. go. Yeah, you you sure. must, I mean, you could sit down right between the two fucking training schools because they're in the same fucking lot. That's true. <laughs> so That's you could true. just, you could just meet in the parking lot if you want to sit down with these guys now. It's How great. awkward is that going to be, man? Oh, super awkward. And the thing is, is I guess we'll segue into the training thing. But, um, you know, fucking head trainers, DJ Hyde and Preacher, who's like a fucking as far as I was concerned when he was wrestling, he seemed like a 45 year old student. He was completely not accomplished. He looked like shit in the ring. The one match he had a street fight and he had the fucking call sheet for the fucking matches on the night in his back pocket. The whole fucking thing it was hanging out of his back jean pocket. It was the call sheet. That's like, ridiculous. Fucking amateur as shit. He breaks his fucking neck on a move and he's teaching students how to bump. He's the fucking, he's the guy. Him and DJ Hyde are going to teach you how to wrestle. Or you can get taught by fucking Homicide and Nick Gage. Two very accomplished fucking wrestlers in, in the wrestling business. And <laughs> I don't know uh, which side of the parking lot do you want to walk on. Yeah. I, I, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, it's that's, just. Dude, that's, that's the end of the Dojo Wars, man. I, there's... It's fucking over. Now it actually makes sense, Dojo Wars, you know, when they're doing those shows. Now it actually, you know, makes sense. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, there's, it's not even a comparison to, say, Preacher and DJ Hyde. And then Homicide, which is probably one of the best trainers, like, ever on the indies. And then yeah. fucking Nick Gage, a guy that, that can, you know, teach the students how to be intense and build character and fucking yeah. stay invested. You know, they all have so much to share. Then you have Preacher. Like, what the fuck has Preacher ever done in wrestling? To oh, teach wait, wait, wait. You? Wait, I forgot another thing he said during that, that fucking interview. Um, the WWE has me train their guys and and send them back. Like, I, he said that, like, no, the like, WWE yeah, he said that, yeah, yeah. has him train guys for them. So they have, like, their entire performance center. But never mind all that shit. We'll send this guy to fucking DJ to let him know what's right. 
Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, who the fuck is believing the shit that he says? Like, how are these students that fucking stupid that they're all sitting around going, yeah, DJ knows what's going on. I'll be in the WWE in no time. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. That, like, that Iman Shumpert-looking kid? That's the one he was talking about. Yeah. Come on, man. Get out of here with that shit. I don't know. But, yeah, if you're looking if you're looking to become a wrestler and get some training done, I think, I think that's probably a really fucking good school and a, and a good investment if that's what you're looking for if you're not smart enough to know which door to walk into then you deserve exactly what you get yeah yeah <laughs> then be trained by preacher i don't give a fuck yeah if you they walk into the flashing training prices right now is what they should be doing at the czw dojo yeah. it's like half off <laughs> fucking two for one just free just just, <laughs> yeah, just, just walk in dude please just learn just something. show up just show up so we can do our shows on wednesdays yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, man. I mean, that's good for Nick because that'll keep him busy, you know. Yeah, that way uh, you can get some extra money and stuff. And I know Homicide, you know, he's he's at a lot of shows. I think he's you know kind of he probably turns down a lot of bookings, you know. I'm sure um, he probably you know s- select few here and there, but uh, that'll keep him busy too. They're both local guys, you know. Homicide's in Philly now, Gage's in Jersey, so it's like right around the corner from each other. So if you're in the area, it's probably a probably a good time to get training. Yeah, uh, that was cool. But yeah, let's talk about this uh, Nick Gage thing going live on uh, Facebook. Give your yeah. uh, give your thoughts on this. Explain real quick what's going on with this. Is this like an ongoing thing? You think is this like a weekly? Yeah, thing? it seems like he's running a a very ultra violent underground fight club, uh, so to speak. Yeah, very uh, very similar. Yeah, very similar. Uh, you know, so I mean, it looks like it's it's along the lines of what uh, CCW tried to do with the Ultraviolet Underground, and then just kind of bailed on it at some point. I don't know exactly why they bailed on it. I thought it was a great idea, you know, like empty arena death matches, or you know, whatever the case, whatever you want to call it, whether they're full on death matches or not. Um, they're you know, towards the further ends of uh, you know hardcore at least, you know they're supposed to be unsanctioned and you know rough you know so um i'm i think it's awesome i think it's it's a great way to get attention to a product and stuff and then it makes people want to be there so much more even though you know you know it's two in the morning (laughs) i mean i don't know if that's gonna be like the time frame that they work with but is what it is i wonder like shit i don't know how like how close that is to any like residential around there i've never been anywhere near there probably never will be but um yeah, man, like two in the morning, like taking bumps into dumpsters and making like loud selling noises and shit in the parking lot. Uh, I, I'd hope that it's not going to be like too close to anyone that could hear it because th- that's going to be a police issue, I'm sure. You know, the fucking garage door open, they're taking ring bumps and fucking <laughs> smashing yeah. light tubes and shit two in the morning, you know. Yeah. Um so, I mean, I guess, you know, they rent a building. I guess they could do whatever they want. But, yeah, noise ordinance is probably going to become an issue. If, uh, you know, Again, I, I have no idea. Maybe it's far enough from anything that it's not going to matter at all and more power to them. I, again, I think it's a great idea, especially doing just, like, free Facebook Live fucking check this shit out type thing. It's going to bring eyeballs to the product, you know, the product overall, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is it's, it's a genius idea because they took exactly what CCW – you know, yeah. wanted to do and took it to the next level with, you know, social media now being available. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's genius to put it on Facebook. I would probably put it on the GCW feed, though, um, instead of, like, Nick Gage's personal page. Um, get some more eyes on there. But, yeah, I mean, dude, you, you got plenty of workers that want to work with uh, Nick Gage. If he's doing, like, an open challenge every week, I'm sure these guys aren't getting paid to do this. 
It's just for exposure, you know. Right. Hey, who wants to show up this week? Oh, you, you know, EC Negro wants to show up. All right, you're, you're going to take a couple of light tubes, show up. Um, and I, I mean, from the looks of it, I've never been to the dojo. I've never been to what is it, Blackwood, New Jersey? I have no idea what it is. Right. But uh, it looks like it's a warehouse. I don't think anything is around it. I mean, if you saw when they were brawling around, it was like woodsy and shit. I don't think. I think they're probably yeah. fine. Um, and I think it's going to be like one a.m. Last night was two because you know the hours changed. But so I think it's oh, going to okay. be like one a.m. So. 1 a.m. I don't know if it's like every every Saturday night. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know. But uh-huh. we'll see. I think it's a good idea. I mean, this is uh this even made me enjoy Stockade. I thought he did all right for this match. You know, he's his uh his shots yeah, looked a lot better. I didn't know if it was a Facebook thing, but he looked like he lost weight. I don't know if it was just like because I was watching it on my phone and the phone's small. You know, maybe he looks yeah. smaller because I've yeah. never seen him look any smaller than he usually does. But uh, I, he seemed to move a little better. I know, you know, when he wrestled Tremont in the um the skate zone, he looked like absolute shit. Tremont took every bit of that match, and it was just like he he moved like in slow motion. Everything was just really really difficult. Um, it, it just looked awkward. And um, this he was you know fucking coming off his feet and taking bumps into the you know the dumpster you know without like a big long running start. Like so yeah, he seemed like a lot more mobile than I've seen him in the past. Not yeah. like a fan, fan of Stockade at this point by any stretch of the imagination, but he looked better than he has. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was all right, and uh, yeah, I mean my fo- my first exposure was you know at the arena with him and Tremont. I was like, oh, this dude is fucking garbage. You know, <laughs> this guy's horrible, and they, it was they didn't the skate use him. zone where I saw him. But yeah, okay, okay. So I saw him at the skate zone first, and then I saw him at the arena. Okay, yes, I guess because I, I was at the skate zone one, the no rope barbed wire, right? Right. Yeah, I was at that one. So whichever one was first, that was my first exposure to the guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought I, I just I wasn't a fan in the beginning, but I mean. I mean, again, I can't say I'm a huge fan now, but at least I can tolerate the guy if he's doing much better like this. But, uh, yeah, this will be cool, man. I mean, I saw uh, they tagged, like, EC Negro. That guy's always pretty bored, so I'm guessing he'll yeah. probably do, you know. Jesus fucking Christ. But, I mean, if it's free, they got to kind of yeah, put, I mean, put in I'll, some shindy guys. You get what there. you pay for if it's free, and EC yeah. Negro is about that much worth. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I would never pay to watch EC Negro. Um uh, most people feel the same way because that's why they don't book him anywhere. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I- I'll probably watch him get the shit kicked out of him by Nick Gage at one in the morning. Yeah, but... sure. Why not? I- I'll watch anybody against fucking Nick Gage just getting beat up. You know, you'll see Brandon Kirk, Jimmy Lloyd. It'll-, it'll be a bunch of guys like that, which is fine. You know. Yeah. Don't sure. ex- don't expect like a Tremont and Schla- and Schlack and guys like that right off. I'm sure they'll do a couple of those guys, you know, here and there. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a weekly thing where you're going to see like Nate Hatred and Nick Gage live, you know, 1 a.m. on Facebook for free. So. Speaking of Nate Hatred, you know, right in the beginning you had actually pointed out I had to go back and listen again, but he I guess he's he's adding Hate Club Dead to his um line of Eastern Block uh cuz it used to be Eastern Block Hate Club. So I guess he threw in there a Hate Club Dead. Yeah. Uh Eastern Block uh 187 murder death kill um gang gang related uh yeah gang affiliated where's my commissary i think i think that's i think that's about all the all the plugs that he does i think he's got all the the plugs yeah but uh yeah i mean he said he said hey club is dead i mean yeah it's it's no secret clearly those guys are not getting along uh you know, you and I both know that for a fact. So, I mean, don't expect yeah. Hate Club to be a thing. But No, it didn't work out. And, you know, you kind of saw that coming. It's unfortunate, but 
and I think I think both guys look great right now. I mean, if they if they could work together, I think they could have a nice uh, one last run, kind of like the hit squad was doing. You know, that's kind of yeah. what I wanted. You know, I wanted one just last run, maybe for four or five months. Them doing some Beyond shows, you know, maybe a CCW show, and then uh, maybe a couple of GCW shows. Yeah, actually, this this brings me to my next point. What do you think of uh, DJ Hyde saying that the doors are always open for Nikki, and uh, it's just him not wanting to come back? I think I, I don't think Nick wants to come back. I think that's a hundred percent true. But I don't think it's like when the time is right, Nick. You will. I don't think he wants to be bothered with anything that happens in CZW. I, I think what he wants to do is what GCW is doing. And honestly, to give him, you know, uh, you know, half of a head training position, and now he's got that to occupy him. GCW is booking him the way he wants to be booked. He's not going to just be in whatever bullshit angle that DJ thinks up or sammy thinks up and maybe maybe with the booking you know sammy booking maybe he could pitch some ideas at him and and something will catch his interest on you know i wouldn't put it put it past him to eventually work there but i don't think like nick's just biding his time and one day he's gonna be back like eh, I, I don't know about him just moving back in and being part of the company like he used to be the thing is it's just it's not what it used to be that, that goes for the hate club thing it goes for czw and nick gage in czw you know as a fan you want it to be what it used to be you want nick gage to be running shit in czw you want the hate club to be mowing through fucking opponents but it, it's just it's shit ain't like it used to be it's it's not gonna be things change and people change and times change so Nick Gage is, is a fucking solo act for the most part now. I mean, he's not just a tag team guy. I mean, there was a there was a point where Nick Gage, Nate Hatred, the Hate Club, the Hatred was the more vicious of the two. You know, he was the yeah. big vicious dude. You're not going to out fucking vicious Nick Gage these days. He's, he's the most fucking brutal, intense fucking deathmatch wrestler out there. I mean, so I think that's that's a little bit of a like a clash too because then he's and nate you know nate can get in great shape i don't think he's gonna keep up with nick at this point yeah i mean so, res- wrestling wise no no way right um, even not even as a deathmatch guy dude i think gage is probably the most intense wrestler out there period not even deathmatch guy like the guy's just well, fucking yeah. intense as shit man i mean you can't you can't match his intensity at all yeah absolutely so you know i and that's not a knock on nate i just think nate's better like um a stat reestablishing himself reinventing himself a little bit and you know coming up with some shit that works within what he could do you know he had a serious neck injury he said it himself that you know he can't rip people's heads off with the clothesline like he used to well i mean that was kind of his bread and butter so he's got to figure out what works you know he could he's a big fucking dude he could he could work out some shit that is devastating and looks bad as fuck in the ring, but do it on your terms, doing it at your speed, you know what I mean? And come up with something, a formula that's going to work and make you dominant again, and then just fucking roll with it instead of having to, you know, try to keep up with another guy that's fucking going a hundred miles an hour. You know, that, that's what I think is the better option. I'd like to see Nate successful. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, next to Nick Gage. Yeah. What about, um, DJ Hyde saying, uh, the doors are open for, for Nate hatred. Do you buy that at all? Cause Nate sent me a question saying, ask DJ this. Right. And DJ was like, yeah, dude. I mean, he just hasn't hit me up. The doors are open. Nah, that's hit all me up. Though. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's come on. You're not that's, as, that's as much bullshit as him following me at that. With, I had great matches with Nate. No, you didn't. You didn't have a great match with Nate Hager. You didn't have a great match with anybody, as I previously stated. Like, he, he, you bring someone up, he's like, I had great matches with them. No, he fucking didn't. Not at all. <laughs> like, I saw the matches. They weren't great. There's nothing great about what you did. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
But uh, Nick Gage and Darby Allen is going to be next next weekend. Um, oh yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. On on what? Uh, GCW Allentown. Oh, Dude, GCW's okay. run two weeks after the, the last show, which is weird. But yeah, I gotta uh, tell you, Darby Allen. He's he's gotten to just be fucking fantastic. I had him on my show, and my purpose of having him on the show was because he took some incredible bumps out of nowhere. He he took that fucking uh that gorilla press into the pole on the outside of the ring that was like probably as stiff or stiffer than any fucking uh, you know old wall spot that the the hit squad used to do and of course they would hate to hear that but i mean he he fucking ate that pole a hundred percent uh pause um but um <laughs> he he took a back body drop out of the fucking ring to like the floor and guardrail i think dickinson back body dropped him and um he just he took the fucking back body drop out of the fucking ring to the floor and like guardrail combo and it was like oh fuck he's done he's done that's that's the last you'll see of that kid and he just took that shit in stride and it was like not a big deal to him you know I I talked to him I really didn't know anything about him but the the reason I wanted to talk to him is because he was doing that kind of crazy shit and since then the type of stuff that he's doing in the ring you're seeing like fucking like like springboard reverse code reds. And, like, crazy fucking, like, fast fucking technical spots. Like, just fucking lucha shit. Like, he's doing really great work. He's doing, like, those fucking handcuff spots where he's doing backflips and fucking dives through the ropes with no hands. Like, <laughs> you know, there's motherfuckers with, with hands and extra hands and eight people spotting him that can't do that shit without botching it. And this yeah. fucking guy is taking away part of his body and nailing that shit. Like, there's no room for fucking error, and this dude has just become legit, man. Like, he is, he's just, he's so impressive. Every time I see him, he's getting better and better. I just see, like, clips here and there that people post or he'll post, and he's in there with this guy or that guy, and his shit is fucking lightning quick, and he's he's not botching shit, man. He's he's looking fucking legit. So, yeah. I, again, I, I really hope everybody out there fucking books him. Um GCW is, is very fucking wise for doing so. Um, again, you know, you're going up against an eight hatred. I don't. I hope they don't just do some squash shit and kill the kid for no reason and no payoff. Because you know, I mean, when they brought Nate in, they were just fucking like. No, he's he's, he's just... going against Gage, not Nate. It's Gage, oh, Gage, Gage and Gage. Darby Allen. I think you said Nate. Did I? Yeah, it's yeah, Gage. It's so. Gage and Darby Allen. Oh, then that's that. that's fucking awesome. That'll be a good give and take. Yeah. You know, Gage will kill him, but he'll give some shit back, and it'll be really fucking like old school fucking Mondo Gage. I think. Yeah. You know, non death match Mondo right. Gage, where you see the, the crazy bumps, some technical wrestling. Gage could wrestle his ass off too, for those who don't fucking know that. Um, you know, he's not just a death match guy. You know, he's he's the death match guy, but he's also a guy who can work his fucking ass off. Yeah, I mean he's um don't forget, dude. He was taking like power bombs and fucking pile drivers with his hands handcuffed, you know. Yeah, no oh, protection. Yeah. That's fucking that's nutty, you know. Yeah, and um oh that's yeah it's it's a perfect matchup, and uh, I think he's he's gonna fucking turn heads. And don't forget Allentown, the game changer there has that balcony, and yeah. um Darby Allen, he he fucking loves balcony bumps and shit like that. So yeah, I'm I'm expecting something crazy because I know Teddy Hart was supposed to do that balcony moonsault and that rock too. wall they got and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah, and he can actually like you know use that <laughs> properly instead of that last girl. I think it was like <laughs> Facade's girl. She got like scared up there and just kind of you know just fell. was it. Yeah, yeah, it was Facade's girl. Um, oh, okay, but yeah, they got a bunch of shit on there, man. They got Schlack and uh, Eddie Kingston, I think, happening. For the yeah. DTU title, 
which will be good. But I think uh, that Darby Allen and, and Nick Gage, I'm guessing that's going to be the main event. Um, yeah. For that show. I'm going to pull up the card real quick. I know uh, Joey's not on there. He's in the UK for the next. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. For the next month, I think. So we'll see. So they got the Rejects going against Jimmy Lloyd and uh, Marcus Crane for the GCW Tag Team titles. They got uh, Tony Deppen going against Kyle the Beast. For the extreme title. For the extreme title. They got uh, Eli Everfly, which I'm a, I'm a big fan of that guy now, going against uh, Unbreakable Andy. I don't know anything about Unbreakable Andy. Uh, I heard Unbreakable he's good, Andy but... is is really innovative. Um, he's, he's, he's got a lot of talent. Um, he doesn't seem to prefer the gym at all. Um, he just kind of looks like he just fucking rolled out of bed all the time. Yeah. Um, so he has no type of look. Um, he doesn't seem like he wants to make himself a lot better in that aspect. Um, at some point or another, they stopped booking him. It was um, Aaron Arabo and Unbreakable Andy in CZW, and I think they stopped booking him because they like refused to get any kind of gear. They were just showing up in basketball shorts, which is weird because like CZW always had like the you know fucking Sanjay and Ruckus in like the leather pants, like pleather pants and. Yeah, I actually was, remember was, that. I actually was this like 2011 ish, maybe 2010, 11. Possibly. I think I, I mean, remember those guys. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what date it was or you know what age it was, but um, they there was suddenly a problem like that, and I think maybe they missed the booking or something, and that just didn't fly. And but like they were really impressive, like right off the bat, you're like, wow, they're doing fucking wild shit. And I saw um, Unbreakable Andy and Tony Deppin do a match in On Point, and that was really good. They had, like, a series of matches, I think. Yeah. And I, it was really good shit, but, you know, again, like, he, he still had that same look, you know, from years ago. Like, he didn't, yeah. you know, he didn't he didn't improve on his physical ability at all, you know, a little gut and all that type of shit. But, like, you know, really, really impressive um innovation innovation goes a long way with me like if you're just not doing the same old shit as everybody else and you're doing just like a little twist on some shit that makes it stand out that goes a long way with me so um yeah i like the dude yeah i mean creativity man that that's i mean wrestling is a form of art you know creativity is a big big portion of that but dude Mm -hmm. i mean this is this is a prime example and again i'm not kissing gcw's ass or anything everybody knows i'm a fan of gcw but you look at shows like this where they're not allowed to do death matches and these cards still shit on czw cards so it's not like i'm just bitching about oh give me light tubes like give me cards like this this is much better i mean you got rejects against jimmy lloyd and marcus crane jimmy lloyd eh but i I like marcus crane and, and, and the rejects i think that'll be good call the beast and tony depp and i'm sure that'll be a good match i think both guys can pull off good matches um, Eli Everfly and Unbreakable Andy that's probably going to be crazy because those guys um, again I don't know Unbreakable Andy so much but I know that Eli kid he just does fucking insane shit okay. um, you got Eddie Kingston and, and Schlack which will be interesting I'm very much looking forward to that and then you also got Matt Tremont going against Homicide so that'll be fucking awesome and then the main event Darby Allen and Nick Gage much better card than CZW that I can Hot remember buzz. Yeah, yeah than any of those so Looks like it's going to be a good show. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And that's up against Hot Buzz, right? Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. Yeah, you tell me which show is, show is better. And I think they actually have Matt Riddle on the show, too. He was supposed to go against Teddy Hart, so I don't know if they're still looking for an opponent or not. But, I mean, dude, that that's like four or five big, big fucking matches, you know? Yeah. So, big ups to them. Let me see. Let's Let's pull up this Hot Buzz bullshit. Yeah. Let's see if uh, let's see what they have on here. 
Is it called Night of Infamy now? Yeah, I think so. It's forever going to be hot buzz to me, though, because they don't get the no homo that shit, man. It's yeah, let's it's, see still, it. it's still hot buzz. You still said that shit. <laughs> I'm not forgetting. So we got Brandon Kirk going against Jimmy Lloyd. And not for nothing, when was the fucking last time CZW listened to the fans? They're like, and we listen to our fans. So we, I don't e- I didn't even hear that shit for long enough for people to complain about it. I have no idea who said anything about, like, dude, it needs to be Night Inf. Like, I barely heard it announced as Hot Buzz and was like, what the fuck kind of... And then before, like, I finished saying that, they're like, no Night of Infamy. We listen to our fans. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't think anybody commented. No, when the fuck did they ever listen to their fans? Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, we got Brandon Kirk and Jimmy Lloyd in, like, a Four Corners of Death match yeah. or whatever the fuck square circle of sacrifice and i still have scars to prove that that's the most ultra violent <laughs> match in the history of wrestling you go fuck yourself <laughs> oh shit you got uh i mean that'll probably be a crazy match because they'll they're both fucking nuts if they give them good spots i'm sure they'll they'll have a good match if they uh if they let them do what they want because jimmy will take anything if you give that dude fucking Literally anything he'll take in. And I'm sure Brandon Kirk, he's one of those guys that's trying to prove himself. So. Yo, there have now been three fucking NFL games this week that a dude threw punches and got thrown the fuck out. Like, I still don't understand why someone throws punches to a fucking helmet. I think it's the dumbest thing on the planet. But three fucking games in one week, dudes are just throwing punches and getting thrown out of the game. It's like the most absurd thing ever. Yeah, it's, that's pretty that's pretty retarded. Uh I'm watching next football up, in the background, obviously. Yeah. Next up, we got uh, MJF going against Ricky Shane Page. Okay. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, this is Tim the month Dun- before Ricky Shane Page gets a world title shot, right? Because they set that up eight months ago for no fucking reason? Sure. I, I think. Okay. I don't fucking know. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, David <laughs> Starr going against Tim Dunst. Eh. Whatever. Um, Jimmy Jacobs against Sammy Callahan. I'm actually looking forward to that. I know you don't like Jimmy Jacobs much, but I actually I want to see that. It's all right. I mean, it's just not like, you know, blow the fucking doors off. Like, holy shit, Jimmy Jacobs is in the building. Like, I'm, that's not where I'm at with him. Yeah, I'm not, I don't feel like that either. I don't, that's not like, you know, it's not like fucking Moxley coming back or some shit like that. You know, it's just, it's Jimmy And that's Jacobs. what they're building at. It's CZW legend they put. <laughs> what are you remembering? Because I don't know. Like, he used to have some great matches with Alex Shelley, and then he had the, that they'll blow out with G's and but like he was never a CZW legend. He became like an ROH legend with the Age of the Fall shit, but like yeah, IWA legend. You know from some of the shit that he did over there, he had some really big matches. The BJ Whitmer feud right. carried over over there, yeah, that stuff. But like CZW legend, you guys are fucking retarded. I mean, he did a he did a ton of CZW, but he was like a jobber. CW. I, I know. I mean, he had some really good matches. He had like I, I remember like a four way he had with fucking Moff in it. Um, in CZW, I don't remember the whole you know, lineup of that match. Um, I mean, yeah. Trent might have been in that. Um, I know he he did some really good shit, like really good matches, and a lot of them were with Alex Shelley because they they came in as kind of like a, a traveling team, like right. Josh Prohibition and M Dog were like a you know they came in together and then feuded and all of that. And um, Alex Shelley and um, Jimmy Jacobs were like that. Um, Ricochet and Chuck Taylor were like that. You know, they came in as kind of a pair, and then they were just fucking feud and feud and feud. And obviously with great chemistry like that, it made sense. And you weren't going to get a bad match because 
you know, they knew how to showcase each other's talent. So it worked out yeah. perfect. But um, but that's like what I remember Jimmy Jacobs the most from in CZW, not like just uh, he's a fucking legend. I'm like, OK, yeah. there you go. I think him and Ca- him and Callahan will be good, though. I don't know if they've ever worked with each other before. I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll be bad at all. I think it'll definitely yeah. be good. Sammy has great matches. Yeah. Yeah. I think that MJF and uh, RSP match, that should be good, too. That'll be a looks like an underdog match. David Starr and Tim Dunst, I don't particularly uh, care for that much. No. Uh, Al- Alex Colon and Connor Claxton, I don't know if this is like a death match or not. Um, Space Monkey and Ethan Page, that'll probably be decent. Okay. JT Dunn against uh, Ace Romero, that'll probably be decent. Mm. Yeah, and a lot of the shit you're saying is decent is going to fall flat, though, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like you hope it's decent, but some of them it's not going to go anywhere. And then Shane Strickland going against Joe Gacy. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Because especially I mean, if they get Joe Gacy the fucking title back with his mid-card mafia, it's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I hope he doesn't I mean, kill Kit, though. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, to me, I think GCW is probably the better show. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I would, that looks like, a, you know, an attractive lineup. You know, Eddie Kingston and Schlack and Gage and Darby. And, like, that's shit that people want to see. Uh, Traymon and Homicide. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. possibly Matt Riddle against somebody. That's, that's like, four big fucking matches right there. Let's see if we can pull up four big matches from the CCW. We got Jimmy Jacobs and Sammy Callahan. That's a big that's, match. I'd call that a big match. Yeah, that's a big match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their world title would, match is not a big match. Yeah, they would call that a big match. But it's uh, not a big match. Yeah, it's not a big match. Um, you can see Joe Gacy looking for bookings on Facebook as, as we speak if you want to call that a big match. Yeah, and then MJF and RSP, but that's not a big match. The only big match they have is Sammy Callahan and Jimmy Jacobs, I think. That's it. The rest are, you know, mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know, man. I think I think GC. I mean, I know for a fact a lot of those front row people I, I, I spoke to at the last GCW show, they're all going to GCW, not CZW. So, um, I'm this curious about nice, the turnout. Nice turnout. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious about the turnout, man. I am. You're dealing with a lot of the same crowd when it comes to this, you know, CZW, GCW. Sure. So, yeah, you're gonna get fucked on that. Yeah, and those lights a... will be shining in the fucking camera, and the bed sheet will be fucking. Oh, I wanted to mention one thing uh, before we move on to the next topic. The whole uh, Gage going live at at midnight thing, I think that's what Joe Gacy was going for, and this is what he should have gotten, you know? Like, this is the good version of that. What he was doing was, like, real shitty. But this this is, like, how you go live on Facebook for a wrestling show and actually, like, you know... But the difference is a company hosting it. If Joe Gacy had the fucking dojo doors open... And was calling motherfuckers into a ring rather than walking into a bar with a fucking belt going, here I am. And they're like, what the fuck is this problem? Like, you know what I mean? And then, like, like carrying a guy over to the grassy area and suplexing him. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it? That's not the same thing. Like, again, like, when it looks like I have a fucking ring, come meet me in my fucking ring anytime. This is what the fuck goes on. And it's like, you know, it looks like it's sanctioned but unsanctioned. It looks like there's some organization to it. Like, like there's a backing. It's not just one guy that's, like, in his fucking car looking to fight someone. <laughs> well, dude, not only that, it's actual wrestlers. It's not some fucking fans that, that like, they talk to you like, hey... You know, just one bump, you know, just pick him up and he'll he'll take the suplex, you know. It's like, come on. And then the other guy that CCW would never book, 
they made the big angle. The big payoff was that uh, Joe Wattell. Yeah. That was the big payoff. It was a Joe Attell match with light tubes in Gacy's yard. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the fuck they're uh, they're doing. But yeah, let's talk about this real quick, man. Uh Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are uh, going against each other in New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 11, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, this is this is kind of surprising that Jericho is uh going to New Japan. I mean, obviously he's worked in New Japan back mm-hmm. in the day in the mid 90s, but uh I mean, he's a WWE guy. This is kind of a shocker. Um, thoughts on that? Um, well, I think he'll be off contract. Um, Jericho's always had sure. like a lot of leniency to do like you know tour tour with that shitty band, and um, you know he'll do like a stretch. He'll fucking he'll come back like clean slate. Come back, create something fucking amazing on TV, and then run his course with it, and then he leaves, and then comes back clean slate, starts fucking creates some whole shit. You know what I mean? Like he came back with the jacket, and he came back with the list, and he came back to, like the dude has legitimately like recreated himself every time he came back, and just made a big fucking thing out of it. Um, so Jericho's a fucking mastermind at that type of shit, and one of the best ever um i saw the video that they did and i thought that was really good too with the countdown and then he's saying you know how all the all the other best in the worlds are you know the one thing they have in common is none of them are around anymore and he is and he's gonna prove why he's the best in the world so i think it's it's fucking awesome it's groundbreaking it's such a huge thing for um you know chris jericho to be part of wrestle kingdom wrestle kingdom is like the the wrestlemania of fucking japan and um you know their entrances the just the presentation of it overall is really fucking awesome they outdo a lot of wrestlemania entrances just on like what they do there like the entrances they were doing for nakamura before nakamura was in wwe getting big ass entrances it's just just awesome shit like just the entrances alone are fucking super entertaining and then some of the matches they've done over the years aj nakamura low-key devitt like they've done some crazy crazy shit and um I mean this is just gonna this is gonna get so much attention. Um hopefully yeah. blow them up even bigger as far as Wrestle Kingdom being even more noticed because now it's a WWE name on the card instead of the guys who wind up being WWE names. Um and uh yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Kenny Omega I still think is the best in the world. Um and uh yeah, as far as current workers and stuff, I'm not saying just best of all time or anything like that, but I think he's the best wrestler in the world. And um yeah, I, I think this is awesome. Really fucking cool. I I can't imagine Vince is happy with it with all the bullet club fucking, you know, heat that he has and how much he can't stand the whole young buck situation and now he's working like right in within that, you know. Can't yeah. imagine he likes that, but you know, maybe he'll make another attempt to sign him motherfuckers when this is done who knows yeah wrestle kingdom always has the big entrances if you ever remember some of the great muda ones like crazy as shit yeah bringing like fucking dragons and dinosaurs and like it's it's like it's like jurassic park for a fucking entrance you know it's crazy so Mm -hmm. uh i don't know man this is this is real interesting because i they were going back and forth on twitter for for you know a couple weeks now yeah and i was always under the impression because jericho was doing this cruise deal it's called like the jericho rock and wrestling cruise uh-huh. Um, deal is it's like a 24 hour thing you go to Miami from the port of Miami you go to the Bahamas I believe Okay, it's overnight uh, Ring of Honor is doing a tournament on the boat on the yacht so I'm actually I, I'm, I'm like 90% sure if it doesn't sell out by the time I save the money I'm, I'm going to go to this with my girl when sure. is that 
It's uh, October 27th, 2018. Oh, so I mean, maybe they are planning some shit. Like, because if they're doing the, the the match in January. Yeah, I mean, they could do the rematch on the boat. Yeah, sure. yeah they could. Yeah. Um, so Jericho is doing a full tournament with Ring of Honor guys, and it's not he's he mentioned it. He was like, it's like the biggest of all time Ring of Honor guys. It's not like some I'm not bringing in like fucking cheeseburger against like you know. So it's gonna be like Kenny Omega, Young Bucks. It's gonna be the Bullet Club, people like that. Yeah. Um, I know they're doing a bunch of live podcasts from there. Like you know, Fozzie's obviously gonna perform, and they got some other. Uh, That's like, a shame. Uh, yeah, they got a bunch of other like bands and shit performing live. Food, drinks, everything is uh, included. Um, they're doing a bunch of comedies. Um, I know Jim Brewer is going to be there. Um, and some other comedy acts are going to be there doing stand-up. So it's stand-up, it's wrestling, it's it's music performances, and then you get to chill in Bahamas for a few hours. So it's a, it's a, it's a fucking sweet deal, man. It's, I think it's like 1200 bucks for everything included, which isn't bad at all. You know, if you right. put together all the tickets, the food, the fucking everything. So I'm, I'm really sure. thinking about it, man. I think, it, I think it'll be a sweet deal, but. I think Conan's going to be there. Um, he's doing a live podcast. A bunch of those wrestlers are going to be there doing a live podcast. And uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's going to be doing one with uh, Chris Jericho. Wow. Huh, cool. So, and that was a guy that he looked he looked up to when he grew up. So it's like the first time him interviewing him. So that'll be that'll be sweet. Uh, Triple H in uh, ICW. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, that's dope. I, where is that? Is that is that an England Dale? ICW Scotland, I want to say. Scotland, okay. And that's awesome. And again, you know, I know he has, they have a lot of inner workings with the, uh, whatever that, that dude is that look like Sammy Callahan. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, uh, Tyler or something. Or is Tyler that Bates. the, is that the same dude that looks like Sammy Callahan or is that a different no. dude? No, that's, uh, um, fuck. That British, uh, strong style guy. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come that on guy. with him in a second. Yeah. The British Sammy Callahan. Um, so, I mean, you know, I know they have a lot of inner workings with those guys and this and that, but for Triple H to legitimately just show up at a fucking indie show, whether it be Scotland or wherever, that that's just fucking awesome. That You know, when, when wrestling gets to that point where the WWE, the fucking monster machine that it is, is actually working hand-in-hand hand with a couple of promotions, using them as kind of developmental, and, you know, it, it's it's reachable. It's reachable for you to go to an indie show that may be slightly affiliated with with um, you know WWE, whether it be Evolve or you know I don't know. I mean I know their eyes are on PWG, but you know they have some places they work pretty close with, and you know to go and just you never know a fucking WWE star could walk in the fucking door and just cut a fucking promo. They don't need to have a main event match, but um, just some some shit like that I think is monumental. Uh, it's definitely something that wouldn't have happened ten years ago ever. Um. It would have been under their logo or nothing. And, um, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, well, I mean, I know they got a relationship with them and Progress and all those companies. All these companies, ironically enough, that DJ uh, has affiliation with WWE. Yeah, you see the real affiliation right. with them. You see the difference between the gain from other companies and the gain from CZW. It's, it's, it's yeah. night and day. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Sammy Callahan and David Starr. Uh, they were going back and forth on uh, Twitter. What's what's going on with these dudes, man? I mean, I, I know don't... you said they were friends before. Oh, what the fuck's going on with that? Yeah, they were JML brothers. Um, yeah. uh, still don't know what the fuck that means. Um, 
I don't know. I don't really know if it's a work or if it's a shoot. Um, if it's a work, I'm fucking glad that they're finally pretending to not like each other for 10 minutes instead of making out on fucking Facebook every every hour. Um, I, I've said it time and time again. I'm tired of this buddy shit. I'm tired of everybody acting like they have to fucking make love to each other. They have to like, you know, cyber sex over the fucking Twitter and act like, oh, dude, you're you're just so great. You're my bestie. And like, you know, just just this over the top, you know, gay play that they're having. Like they, they have this this back and forth like they they pretend to be boyfriends legitimately and say shit that you would say to your girlfriend to each other. And they think that's like a fun running joke, but it just destroys every bit of me giving a shit about their match like. You know, you guys have a match coming up. Like, I don't want to hear you say, like, oh, the one time uh, he posts some shit. Like, oh, Sammy's totes the cutest. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't, you know, just pretend like you don't like the motherfucker. Be like, yo, dude, I lent you my car and you fucking hit something, dickhead. I'm going to fucking kill you tonight. Like, just make anything up. I don't give a shit. Like, dude, you didn't give me my change back the other day. Like, some shit. Just give me yeah. something that makes me think, like, you want to punch that fucking guy in the face. Not like, dude, we're such good fucking friends. We're going to entertain the fans together. It's like, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit at all. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a work or it's not. I don't know these dudes like that. But like I said, if it's a work, I'm glad they're fucking playing along. If it's not, okay. I mean, JML is a little smaller, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. We'll see yeah. what happens, man. I'm, I'm guessing it's a work. It'll probably be David Starr and Sammy Callan and CZW. Fine. Know, once or something. But. Fine. Yeah, I mean, do more of this. Yeah, do more of this and less hugging and kissing. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about the 305 Haas tournament, which is uh, presented by H2O. Um, yeah. So they're going to have four, I believe, first-round matches, I want to say. So the mm-hmm. first three have been announced, and the last one, we're going to take a wild guess which one it is. Uh, the first match announced is Nate Carter and Dave McCall, which are the the dub boys the rep. Know, from CZW, the rep. Uh, they're going against each other against DJ Hyde, and the only guy that I can find entertaining in this match is Dan Moff. So I'm hoping Dan Moff goes to the next round, which I don't know. What exactly makes David McCall a Haas? Uh-huh. Like, I, what... what makes any of them a house, really, other than, than fucking Dan Moff? And I guess DJ's big enough to be on, but Nate Carter, I mean, the, the double. Nate Carter's a bigger dude. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's a bigger big dude. To be... yeah, he's not like a bear, though. You know what I mean? He's not like I don't, fucking... I mean, I don't think so, but I mean, if you want to call, like, there's some other people in the tournament, too. Like, if you want to call them big enough, I, I guess. Um, but, I mean, fucking David McCall is like a tall, like, lanky dude like he's not what what the fuck is that like i don't i have no idea what they're going for there just like he's tall enough i'm not really positive what they're doing there well it says 305 so i don't i don't believe that dude's 300 pounds either though oh no i mean if you're actually saying 305 maria manix in this fucking tournament she's not a 300 pound chick yeah let's stop that i mean uh, just all together actually that's that's kind of ridiculous they they might as well just take that 305 out of there because yeah that's kind of just silly. Um, first match is going to be awful because I don't like the dub boys and, and DJ's not a good wrestler. Dan Moff, I, I pray to God that he's going to go to the next round because if any other person in this tournament goes to the next round, it's going to be awful. But at the What's same the... time, Dan Moff costs a lot, so I'm guessing he's probably not going to the second round. You know, 
what's the chances of um, Nate Carter dropping DJ over the top rope like he did to Kid Osborne? Because just saying, I, I just. I, don't think, yeah, I, don't I mean, pick him up, man. Okay, because I was just wondering if I had any hopes that I could throw out there. Well, only any, at the Dojo Wars, man. Any so vibes I could send in that direction that would make that happen. Dude, what if that becomes his gimmick? Like, you know how the, the <laughs> hit squad had people to yeah, the fucking the hit squad floor. had the wall. This will be hit like Nate Carter's gimmick, just fucking dropping people on their heads. Just fucking eat shit. Just fucking yeah. good good luck. Just fucking floor is hard. It'll be fucking hilarious. Uh, second yeah. match is is a much bench, much much better match. We got a uh, Kyle the Beast going against Steve Mack, going against Ricky Shane Page, going against TJ Macaroni. Mark yeah. Mark. Well, there you go. That's, yeah. that's pretty decent. I, think, yeah, I like our RSP. Yeah. I like Call of the Beast, and I like Steve Mack. That yeah. Marconi dude, I don't, I don't know too much about him. Uh, next match is is pretty decent too. Other than one of the participants, I think is is way out of place. Uh, Ace Romero going against Bull James, going against Stockade and Maria Manic. Why the fuck is Maria in this? Dude, I don't know. She's been training her ass off. She's become a fucking beast. I mean, she's really strong as fuck. She's getting jacked the fuck up. But not like, yo, you're bigger than all the dudes. Ha, shit. Like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. It's, she's not going to look big next to the people who are in the ring. I mean, she's going to look like she's in better shape, but she's not going to look like fucking huge you know like it just come on stop it this is fucking ridiculous this is the type of shit that makes your whole fucking show make no sense and yeah you just walk away and he's like all right then fuck it then yeah i think i think the the second two matches are pretty decent i think the third i mean the fourth match will be uh pretty good too now we're gonna guess this one because it hasn't been announced but there's only four participants on those posters that, that aren't in matches so did you announce three already did i yeah, I thought, I did, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ace Romero, Bull James, Maria Manic, Stockade. We did um, Call the Beast, Steve Mack, Ricky Shane Page, and TJ Mack. Oh, yeah, 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 you got the three. Dan Moff, Nate Carter, Dave McCallum, DJ High. So, uh, yeah, it's that one. wild shit where they're just like, we're announcing three out of four. So, obviously, you're going to find the other four participants. And why the fuck wouldn't you just list that shit? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right here. So, we got... Um, this guy, I don't, Brute Van Slyke, Van okay. Slick. There you go. Um, I've seen his face before. I don't know who he is. Um, Bill Carr, he's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Uh, you got Greg Excellent. Yeah. And you also have Rex Lawless. Yeah, that so, won't be. Yeah, I mean, if I had to predict, I'd, I'd guess Dan Barry is gonna win this round. From the other match, I, I'd like to see Ace Romero go to the second round. Uh, from the third match, Steve Mack, and from the first match, Dan Moff. I'd like to see Dan Moff and Steve Mack going against yeah. each other. I think that'd be cool. That'd that be has to happen. Yeah, so that's that knocks out two matches, and then I would probably put Ace Romero against uh, Dan Barry, and Dan Barry go to the fucking finals against Dan, uh, Barry. Dan Moff. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about, Dan Barry? Yeah, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> Bill Carr. Bill Carr. Bill Carr. Bill Carr. Yeah, Dan Barry's his partner, who's now part of yeah, Joe Gacy's Mid Card Mafia. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, Bill Carr. I would have Bill Carr and uh, Dan Moff in the finals. Okay, That's probably your best bet. Yeah, I that I'd agree with that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think uh, do we have any other topics? I think that wraps it up. Unless you wanna you wanna do some uh, listener questions, knock out a couple of those. Yeah, I think we had a couple of things. Let me pull it on the Facebook here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I initially I I had some interest in that tournament. I think they killed that interest for me. It's not hard to do that for me, by the way. Like it's not like I'm all in on fucking any of this shit <laughs> anyway. Um, I still think it's pretty decent. Um, like Mike Aldhouse wanted us to talk about the CCW Chinese connection, and I don't, I don't have any idea. At some point or another, I saw pictures of Maven and DJ sitting in China for no fucking reason for some form of TV deal. And again, um, they don't have a TV deal in New Jersey, so I don't really give a fuck what they're doing in China. Uh, they actually, actually, this is probably a big topic we should get into, but I don't think enough information has come out. They actually got syndication in China. They're going to have right. a TV. Yeah, they're actually going to be airing in, in China before America. But right. that's that yeah. came out actually the day after we did the DJ Hyde interview that uh they got a distribution in China. So I don't know. We'll um, get into that later on once they announce some more shit because I don't really, I don't know what they're exactly doing. But it's, it is silly. I mean, good for them. It's silly, though, that, you know, they're not on TV in their own hometown. But in China, they got TV. Yeah. Mike's talking good exposure, about. exposure, though. Yeah. Mike's talking about this GCW DTU uh, combo show in Mexico in December. We have plenty of time to talk about that. We're not going to. Um, IWA Mid-South going out of business, not going out of business saga. I kind of spoke on that on um, Wednesday real quick. What's your thoughts? Um, I don't think IWA is, is going to go away. I think he and every couple of years you'll get this from him or he's – you know, low on money. And honestly, I, the only reason that they're not going out of business right now is because of this Powerbomb TV deal they got, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, man. Do, do you think that's going to be promising? Do you think enough people are going to subscribe to IWA to keep it alive? I mean, I think they have a ton of content on there. They really do. I think they got, I think they got like AIW and shit like that on there. Um they got all the IWA shit they're going to put up there little by little. They got the old MAW shit. Um, I, I think they have a lot of content, like enough where it's going to be worth spending that. You know, if you're into subscription services and shit, I, I think it's going to be worth it. Their catalog is fucking deep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it's another form of income where they had none. So, you know, if it's, if it's a handful of attendance that that was going to keep them afloat and you know, maybe that same handful of that will will keep them afloat so i don't know um i think i think the clock's ticking with ian i you know he's he's got the fucking diabetes bad where um he's losing his vision like straight up like he can't see a lot at all like it's fucking it's kind of crazy like there's um only so much he could see he sees kind of shadows and shit with um especially like wrestling from a distance like he's not fully seeing like matches the way you should be able to see that shit um so yeah he, he's got bad issues with his vision and shit like that and there's a lot of other you know health problems that he's got going on and um yeah it's there's only so long he's going to be able to do that so he's taking just weekly fucking beatings man he's running thursdays and saturdays like fucking two shows a week and What's I his don't fault, know. Though? It's retarded. Yeah. Why would you do that? But it, it's more or less like, um, kind of like what you guys were talking about with the blog talk thing. Um, he pays whatever he pays for the the rent, and he can have as many shows as he wants within that time, type of thing. Yeah. You know, you you pay whatever monthly. So then, if you're able to bring in more money to pay for that fucking overhead, then it makes sense. 
if you only have one show, you need to book, you need to draw like a ton just to pay that fucking monthly fee. You know what I mean? So it's, that's what I think he's doing. He's trying to get his money's worth as far as what the rent is and trying to get more income coming in off of concessions and, and ticket sales and stuff just by running the fuck out of shows all month. So it's tough, but I think that's what he's trying to do. I think a monthly rent is his, you know, one of his big overheads and he's trying to cover it by doing more shows. Yeah. Um, I think Mike had one more question about the June Kasai deal where he's he's returned to wrestling after almost losing a finger. I don't think June Kasai's I mean, I, I don't think he's got much left in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's going to go hard until he's just completely done. And I think, honestly, you're, the only time you're probably going to see him in America, I'm guessing GCW is eventually going to get him. I know they've reached out a dozen times to the guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, he knows who they are. Obviously, they've worked with Freedoms. They have a good relationship with those guys. So... I expect him eventually in GCW one time, and I think that that wraps it up. I don't think you'll see him in CCW again, though. Yeah, June Kasai is the best deathmatch wrestler in the history of wrestling, in my opinion. But, um, so yeah, I I don't know. I, I didn't really know he almost lost his finger or anything like that. But he's he's the fucking man. Um, Steve asked, fucking, uh, I I don't know. Do you see this question here? Yeah, you want, you want me to go and get into? Yeah, it? go into it because I think you know about this shit, and I know nothing about it. Yeah, so um, he wants to know about Shane Douglas's uh, classic wrestling revolution. Basically, what that was was it was going to be uh, a promotion full of like old school guys, and they were going to try to create like a union and uh, all this stuff. Shane Douglas, I'm, I, I don't know, man. Are you a fan of Shane Douglas as as a person? I'm a fan nah. of the guy in the ring. Nah, yeah. I've never been a real big Shane Douglas fan. Just overall, yeah. See, I always liked him in ECW, but after that, it was kind of. Eh. But uh, this this thing's never gonna happen. He's been talking about it for like six years. It's it's not happening, dude. I don't think you're ever gonna see classic wrestling revolution. Um, that'll never happen. He wants to know about Extreme Rising's return. Um, Extreme Rising. I, I don't think they're returning. They do this every few years, where the Facebook page goes active again, and they'll put out like a little teaser, like coming soon. Or mm-hmm. you know, we're back, or we rise again, or some bullshit like that, and then they go away. The guy can't run shows in Philadelphia or New Jersey or New- like people want this guy's heads, man. Like he's he stole probably like twenty grand from people that went to these shows. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's like welcomed back at the ECW arena or anywhere. You know what I mean? Unless somebody just takes the name and it's a different promoter running it. Extreme Rising has no place in the Northeast. It's not coming back. You know. Right. So yeah. I don't think that's that's gonna happen. And Extreme Rising just did a lot of shitty things. Again, this is allegedly I don't know how true this is because it come, it's coming from New Jack, and New Jack says a bunch of crazy shit that who knows if they're true or not. But they did like a blood drive, you know, that they were taking donations and stuff like that, and um, they they did like a cancer drive or some shit like that at Extreme Rising. And according to New Jack, like Shane Douglas stole all that money. There was just a lot of corny people behind Extreme Rising. It was just is a real shitty promotion. Put on yeah. some really good cards, really fucking shitty people behind it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't spend a dime on it again. Um we mentioned the GCW Academy already. Yeah. Uh, I never got into the um the romanticizing of the return of ECW or anything like that. I really really always truly believed that CZW picked up where ECW left off and did better. Um, obviously, you know, you get some stars like, you know, your Rob Van Dams and, you know, 
the guys like that that became bigger stars and obviously well i mean if you look at it it kind of goes along the same path too because you got your rob van dams but then you got your john moxley's you got your uh, i mean all the different people who came out of what czw was doing there's a lot of guys that were working within czw that are now big huge fucking stars so i i mean honestly there's really no difference as far as that um sure i mean you can compare one wrestler to the other and say well this guy was a better wrestler but i i really think they picked up where ecw left off and did better and um i mean that's that's just my preference of things so i'm not i've never been clamoring for like just bring it back and do it again like there's other people picking up where it left off so yeah. I don't I I never bought into that. I was never like a big like fan and and going nuts over what ECW thing are you going to rehash? Like, eh, just just fucking get over it. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, I I grew up as like the biggest ECW mark and when it died, I pretty much stopped watching wrestling for a while. Um mm-hmm. I would watch some of the indies. Like CZW never replaced ECW for me and I always liked ECW more than CZW. Like right. what what CZW is to you is what ECW was for me as like a kid as a teen, you know, cuz I followed right. it so like Heavily, it was just fucking like everything to me, and it, like honestly, after it died, man, I didn't even want to see it come back because, you know, yeah, the first few times in reunions, you're like, oh, holy shit, let's go back to the arena. It's like, you know, and by the time I'm a little older, I have a license, you know, I'm going to the fucking shows and shit. And I'm like, man, dude, this is this is kind of sad, you know. You got fucking, you know, like Supernova, who's like fat as shit now, coming out with Chris Chetty. It's like, oh, dude, yeah, this is this is not yeah. what I want to see, you know. This is not yeah. it. You know, like, I remember Cronus was there right before he died. He was looking terrible. It's like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is not, I, I don't want to see this. And to think, like, 2017, dude, it's been fucking 17 years. Yeah. 17 years. There's nobody from those days that should be returning to the ring right now. Like, I, I have no interest in Raven and Sandman tag teaming against fucking, like, nah. anybody. You know? Like, I just don't want to see that. But. You know, and the thing is, too, is, like, even the ECW fans that, that went to CCW, there was somewhat of a passing of the torch. You had your Tajiris and Super Crazies came in. You had Tajiri go up, get the world title for, like, a hot second, then lose it. So, like, you got, like, kind of drawn in if you were into that type of thing. And not only did you have that, but you had Tommy Dreamer versus fucking Zandig. And after that match, after, you know, the matches they had, Tommy Dreamer getting on the mic and saying, you are more hardcore than I could ever fucking be. And shaking yeah. his hand and shit. And that to like the fans of ECW that looked at Tommy Dreamer as the innovator of violence and the fucking man could look and go, holy shit, Tommy Dreamer just put this guy over as way badder than he could ever fucking be. So that like a lot of the people should have just like, okay, this is where we're at now. And look at like, look at what is created is Nick fucking Gage and shit like that. You know, Nick Mondo now doing, you know, the trade movie and everything that that was, um, right. it, you know. I mean, they've created a lot. They've done so, so much. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been into the, the rehashing of ECW, so. Yeah. I think what, what ECW did, ECW. it just can't be duplicated, you know, for, for what it was at the time, dude. It's just not something that, that you can do, you know. They put on, like, so many of those dream matches and stuff. There's just, that's that's what I remember from ECW, you know what I mean? It wasn't, like, the hardcore shit. It was most, like... No, mm-hmm. like I like I loved weird stuff, you know. Like I loved the headhunters coming in to ECW because I would I wouldn't see them anywhere else. So headhunters right. against the gangsters that was a fucking dream match for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I love shit like that about you know ECW. Bobby Eaton and Sabu in a ring together. I never thought I'd see that. Yeah, you know, just weird stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's completely different companies. It, it shouldn't be brought back. 
I like what Extreme Rising was doing towards the end because they were taking ECW's formula and they were being creative with it. They weren't using ECW guys anymore so much. Um, they had maybe like one or two guys, like Sabu maybe was on there with like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, maybe Jerry Lynn was still doing it. But for the most part, they would bring in like the Briscoes, Luke Hawks, Black G's, Ruckus, you know what I mean? They would yeah. bring in, you know, local indie guys that were hot at the time and put them against guys like Sabu and Damien 666 and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I thought towards the end, it was it was something that I actually legitimately was really interested in. Um, and then they fucking robbed everybody. So it's like, all right, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's just ruined right. everything. Yeah, because you know, the last show, I mean, in New York, I got tickets for it and everything, dude. It was going to be Jushin Liger against Sabu, first time ever on, on U.S. soil. And they fucking canceled all the shows, you know? Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that's wild. that. Then we had a bunch of other questions, but we, we got into all those topics throughout the show. So, the, uh, uh, anything else? The only other question I didn't hit, I figured I'd leave it for last because it's somewhat of like a plug for myself, and I'll explain that. You know, uh, Louis asked if I had any... Um, thoughts of bringing my sauce to the next level distribution wise or anything like that um i'm not gonna get into any kind of like trying to put it into stores or some shit because when you get to that level you really have to get like federally inspected like like you have to go through shit like you're opening a fucking restaurant like you need like whatever your cooking space inspected and and like you need to go through some serious shit so like local distribution and like hand-to-hand is kind of like your best fucking move with this type of thing um, you know, like the stuff I do and the stuff Boogie Rag Joe does is pretty much like the levels you want to go and you could set up a flea market or something like that. And, you know, you could do pretty well for yourself. Um, well, as far as, um, moving forward, the one thing that I, I just, I finished talking to my brother yesterday about, and I'm really excited about he's, um, he's an electrician, but he also on the side, he does, um, he does t-shirts and he does, um, like mugs where he's got like the vinyl decals that he prints out on them and stuff. Um, and he does the horror conventions. Uh, his company's never more designs and he makes a shitload of money. He does the Walker stalker conventions. He used to do like those, uh, monster mania or whatever. But, um, the Walker stalker ended up being like the big ones. That's all that walking dead shit and all of that. And the shit sells like fucking crazy. Like he's doing crazy money. And uh, that's just like a side side deal. And, um, like, he went to Atlanta last weekend and fucking cleaned up. Like, him and his boy drove out to fucking Atlanta and cleaned the fuck up on one of those conventions. Um, So, basically, what I'm going to do is, for the sake of the conventions, I'll still sell the sauce I have with the labels I have the way I have around here. But for the sake of the conventions and the sale of it, I'm going to rebrand it towards zombies and shit like that. Man. And use like taglines of the fucking like my brother's way into that shit, so he knows exactly what he's doing as far as like marketing wise for the people who he, he you know you're selling to, and you know just make fucking zombie related titles of the sauce and Walking Dead related titles and labels and all of that shit that he's gonna hook up, and um, he's gonna fucking sell it at the convention. So I think there's a Walker Stalker convention in Edison, I believe, and that's gonna be in December. Uh, he's got another one in Chicago coming up like a month or two after that. So I'm going to be able to send him with a couple of cases of sauce and just fucking blow him out. Because, um, yeah, man, like you figure, you know, Boogie Rag Joe does fantastic. He's the fucking he's the guy that got me into doing all this shit to begin with. I've been growing peppers longer than I knew him, but I really didn't have shit to do with them. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just enjoyed doing it. And, um, you know, he's he's the fucking god of all hot sauce. So, um. You know, I kind of picked his brain a little bit. Like, how do you do it? What do you do? 
And I pretty much started just building off of his formula and, you know, a little tweaks here and there to just make it my own. But um, that's that's where I learned to do it from. I mean, you know, all praise the fucking boogie rag Joe, man. He, he's he's the man with that shit. Um, so, you know, the deathmatch crowd is fucking eating it up. Literally, they're uh, they're going all over it. They love it. Deathmatch crowd and horror crowd is pretty much the same fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very fucking close. So I feel very, very good about, you know, going into this and my brother helping me out. And um, yeah, I, Nevermore Designs is his company or whatever. But yeah, so that's to answer your question, Louie, about um, distribution of my sauce or anything like that. I would gladly hook everybody up the same way Boogie Rag does, you know, selling sauces and stuff. I just don't attend shows. I'm definitely not going to start attending shows for the sake of selling sauce. So, And that's that's Joe's market. Um, I'm 100% comfortable with Joe monopolizing the fucking deathmatch market on sauces. He fully deserves doing that. So enjoy that. If you guys are doing like an SWF show over here in fucking Bayville or something, I won't be there, but I'm right up the fucking road. Hit me up. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned uh, like these stalker cons and the, the horror cons because uh, that's actually I'm going to start doing that also for uh, like selling posters and designs and stuff like that because I didn't, I didn't know how big they were. And obviously, oh, I just switched jobs. So a lot of the people that I work with now, you know, like horror is like a big thing where I work. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, a lot of these guys are like, dude, you gotta go, you gotta go to these fucking horror cons. You can clean out like thousands of dollars. You know, like, dude, yeah. you make fucking posters. Like, go up there and sell them fifty bucks a piece. There's all collectors. That's all they want. Yeah. You know? So I think I'm actually gonna start renting tables at these uh, horror cons and start uh, trying to you know launch my own shit and start selling them because I just I do it as a hobby and I just have like hundreds of them here. I might as well just print them and just fucking. You know, clean house. Because at those things, it's not so much like you can get sued and stuff. It's, you know. Now they're pretty open. They don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty underground. I don't have to make a website or anything. I don't have to answer anybody. I just show up with a car, fucking yep. set up a table, put a bunch Absolutely. of posters up. That's it. So I'll definitely uh, be doing that starting 2018. I think I'll be uh, attending some of those. So good Great. shit, man. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, check out blogtalkradio.com slash Yakuza for uh, J.K. Morris this Wednesday. And uh, we'll be back on the hot tag also on Wednesday, mixlocom slash THT podcast. And uh, I think we're going to have Nick Gage on this week and uh, Homicide the following week. And uh, subscribe to both channels on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next Sunday, hopefully, if we have enough topics. If you have some yeah. other questions, throw them up either on the THT page or just uh, hit up Jcap Morris if you're friends with him on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, we'll figure something out. But, yeah, we'll be back next week. Peace. Peace.